Hello, everyone. This is Patriot Underground here. Now, before we start the show, I just want to say a quick word on behalf of Patriot Underground Gold and PatriotUndergroundSilver.com. You folks have heard me talk a lot about rolling over your 401k and your IRA into precious metals. We all know that the dollar is on its way out. De-dollarization is here. The BRICs are spearheading this effort. Now is the time to make these moves, folks. Click the link in the description and my team will contact you and explain how easy it is. And this will be the best financial decision you've ever made. I am not a financial analyst myself, but quite frankly, you don't have to be to see the direction that things are going in the world. We have a narrow opportunity to protect and secure the wealth that we've earned our entire lives. It's time to de-dollarize yourself and put your savings into precious metals. It's a no-brainer, folks. Click the link in the description, like I said, and you will be happy you did. All right, everybody, enjoy the show. Patriot out. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Patriot Underground. Today is December 19th, 2023. Thank you so much for joining me, folks, to discover the truth beneath the surface. As always, I really do appreciate everybody out there taking the time to listen. And tonight, it is my pleasure to welcome my good friend, Dr. Scott Young, back to the show. It's always a pleasure to have you back here. I think everybody is familiar with you at this point, but I'm just going to give a brief introduction. Uh, Dr. Scott is an audiologist. He is an author. He wrote uh, Revelations of the Red Pill, as well as several other books. And he is an expert on Nasara and Jasara and basically all topics having to do with the Great Awakening. He's become a fan favorite with the audience. So it's always great to have you back here. And we were just kind of talking briefly about just when you think that things can't get any crazier, they get crazier. And yeah. here we are, uh, you know, we're, we're about to head into the, the the holiday season and we've got the the new year just over the horizon. And what a year 2023 has been. We can kind of talk about that a little bit and really where we're headed into 2024, because I think a lot of folks are curious to, to talk about that. And we're going to get into a lot of different subjects. So welcome back, Dr. Scott. How you been? All right, man. How are we doing? Doing great. Doing great. I mean, it's 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 absolutely insane. I mean, there's so much going on. Um, the, the Patriot community has really just been, you know, kind of bombarded with all of this information and disinformation. I know that, uh, the big topic has been, I'm sure, you know, Mike Flynn, uh, I mean, Mike Flynn, Mike Gill talking about general Flynn. Uh, I know you went on, uh, Michelle Moore's show and you've been on her show several times. Right. You got, you're right. very familiar with her program. Uh, and he came on there and, and kind of created uh, has been creating kind of a firestorm within the Patriot community, talking about uh, you know mentioning General Flynn and Juan O'Savin and this whole uh, you know idea that uh, his Pandora Papers have been uh, sidelined by Flynn and that Juan played a role in it. And I, I've provided some commentary on this, but I'm, I'm kind of curious just to kind of get your take overall because this is a story that's getting a lot of attention right now, and uh, you know it's it's. It seems to me like uh, he's he's presenting uh, a very almost a disturbing narrative. If you if you listen to what Mike Gill is saying, that that ultimately there's this giant psyop that's been going on and it's all leading toward Trump taking some sort of an immunity deal in exchange for dropping out of the race. So I, I'll I'll leave it at that. I just want to kind of hear your your general take on this whole situation, because, like I said, a lot of people are talking about it, and I think people are curious to have you weigh in. So what are your thoughts? I just, I just look at that and go, why? I mean, wh wh why would he have an immunity deal to something that doesn't make any sense? I mean, I, like, you know, when you're when you're up against super corrupt people who are making stuff up, 
And um, I mean, why wouldn't you take a why wouldn't you take a deal in the beginning before the trial goes on? I, I mean, I, I'm just thinking out loud. Okay. Yeah. So so like um normally trials don't go to the embarrassing kind of areas areas. I mean, they they really don't. You normally kind of go on. I mean, you you, you kind of come to maybe nearly the opening arguments and you stop right there. And then they kind of say, you know, we really don't want to bring all of our people out there. Let's make a deal before we actually start this thing. Right. And um, because because we really don't want to go out to the ugliness of of whatever, whatever we have to do to try to win this thing. And 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 and, and it bec- it's because of how much it's going to take to win this um, and how much how much pain it's going to put my side through or and then the other side sit feeling the same way. And so normally you you look at settling in that way. And this is just uh, just what I have observed over over the years. And then every time Trump walks out, he lambastes the other side. And, and I go, okay, that's a guy who who is completely undisturbed by everything that they they're saying, and and is definitely not taking the gag order in effect. I mean, seriously. I mean, if he's if he's being a, if he's on the gag order, they're absolutely furious every single time that that um the gag order is supposedly on on tap. So if if you look at that and you go wait a second, I mean and and they're 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 and he calls them um I you know Letitia to to doesn't she have nudie pictures up online? And then you have um the the judge who has who has really disgusting things. We really kind of dig underneath here. This guy is is complete ridiculousness. That guy is creepy. That judge is, I mean, you just got to look at him and you're kind of, whoa. It's something about him. And remember that when when Trump walked in the courtroom, that that really evil spurk that he gave? It's really easy to find these guys. I mean, we're we're not talking about really upstanding judges that you can't find anything on them. I mean, like, like they're they're not like. I mean, if if you watch, um, it, you know, we've all watched judges on um any drama, and when you see the 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 drama judge, and you and you kind of go, ooh, that's a weird judge, you know, or. And and the the lawyers talk about the judges that they have. This is like the most like oh god, that's like I agree. The judge that you're going, oh, th- this is the easy one to knock out. Um, and and yet they're putting the like the most whacked out judge that you can possibly come up with, the most comical whacked out judge with the most comical case with the most comical AG you can come up with, mm-hmm. with with the worst level of stuff coming out against it. And on top of that, you, you've got um, Georgia 
um, electoral uh, people suing Rudy Giuliani over, you know, over stuff, uh, you know, saying, well, and they supposedly have won, you know, st uh, their electoral uh, college information. I guess they're they're saying that they they won and they're going to go back and and try to ask for him to be, ga you know, gag order kind of stuff on it. And I'm going, guys, ask yourself a question. Why would he give up? And and why are we talking about this in 2023? Why are we talking about 2020? Mm -hmm. And so, like, you know, listen, Mike Gill, I, I don't know anything about, uh, listen, I have not spent spent a moment on Mike Hill. Mm -hmm. I, I, I haven't even, I haven't even watched the show. I haven't watched his stuff. I, I frankly don't have a lot of time to spend on any other truth or so. I, I really don't spend any time and I'll, and I'll spend any time on him, but I'm going to say it this way. I ask you the question, just step back, just step back a, a little bit. And whether or not you like, and I had a guy, I had a guy that's like, that's a little, little Nikki, uh, Nikki Haley uh, person, right? <laughs> totally for Nikki Haley. Okay. And, and he's, he's like, well, she's going to take it. And I'm going, do you understand Nikki Haley by any poll that you have is a 9% in her own, you know, in the Republican thing? I mean, if you got 9% this late in the race, everyone gives up. I mean, she's not even close. Okay. I, it, it, it's not even close of, of a race. Oh, yeah. I mean, none I of them, mean, none of them are close to Trump. None That's, of them are close. I, I mean, mean, the whole thing is a farce. I mean, that, that, that guy, comical. He's, he's doing some, you know, some interesting red pilling on the side. But I mean, everybody knows. Oh, that, Vivek Check or whatever it is. Yeah, right. I'm not sure uh, how to pronounce his name, so I just left it at Vivek. But, he, you know, he's doing some, yeah. some some good red pilling. He's doing some good work on the side. But everybody knows that none of these individuals have a snowball's chance right. at getting well, the nomination. Now, the, the interesting thing about Gill is he seems to suggest that it's going to be General Flynn, that he's positioning himself and this whole deal was made. And, you know, again, I, I, I did a, a show on it and you, you didn't really dig into it, so we don't have to really dig into it. But I, I will say it this way. One of the things you pointed out is that Trump, if you just look at his body language, if you just read his body language, that guy is not afraid of anything. That yeah. does not look like a guy who's afraid of these treason charges and afraid of being you know uh, executed and all of these things. I mean, I think that that narrative to me um it just doesn't jive. First of all, it doesn't jive with anything the Q drops had to say. It doesn't really right. jive with pretty much everything we've been talking about up to this point. Now, that doesn't mean that I have some unwavering loyalty to General Flynn or Wano Savin. I mean, I've literally never spoken to any of these people. But, you know, I, I yeah. just think that uh, what what I find is interesting is that the, the timing of this whole thing, all of a sudden, you know, we're at kind of a critical phase, you know, where so many people are feeling like they're at the end of their rope if you know what i mean and the i think i think they're grasping at straws I, I i i see a lot of grasping at straws and i do know this for a fact i mean wano saban I, I mean is is a guy who gives disinformation i agree on purpose and, and on purpose uh listen i have i personally have talked to him 
Um, I have had, you know, conversations personally with him. Uh, you know, people, he doesn't believe in Nasara. Um, but I also know for a fact that he does believe in a gold-backed currency. One of the things I know about him is that he's never investigated Nasara really, and he doesn't really understand it. Um, so people, you know, people bring him up all the time. He goes, oh, Nasara is a farce. And he, he doesn't really understand the whole thing. But I also know back in 2020, he was talking way deeply about very interesting conversations. And then he backed off a long ways. He did. And um, there, and then other people kind of moved to the forefront of that. And I think one of the things that I have seen by that is that um, if you're if you're moving too fast, if if for for the military train, they kind of go, you know what? Please slow it down. Um, so listen, I'm not part of of the deep stuff that I know that he has been a part of. And they've asked him to, they probably have asked him to slow it down. Mm -hmm. um, so there there becomes this, this, this point of disinformation. Um, there, there's, a, there, there's two things that people need to realize. There's, a, there's something called misinformation and disinformation. Misinformation is um is a from a military standpoint from an intel standpoint is wrong information it's what you would give to the enemy like you know the enemy and and for instance i'm going to give you an example in world war ii we gave the germans misinformation of the pas de calais that, that we were going to land on the pas de calais so we told the germans that we were going to land there and we gave it because we put Patton, uh, the first army group, right up there with a, a uh, with a with all the trimming, you know, the all the trimmings of a, of a first army group up there. That's called misinformation. Okay. Now, when you when you do disinformation, you're talking about timing, and so you're telling your people about disinformation. So they didn't allow the guys to really know when it was going to happen. Mm. So sometimes you're giving away a bit of disinformation. And so sometimes the people that, that are part of it, they can't really know about that. And so they're giving uh, compartmentalized information with that too. And I think that's also kind of that, that comes. And so they, they might know it or they might say, well, is it happening now? Well, probably. Mm -hmm. uh, or we think it's going on like this week, and it was kind of disinformation with that too. Mm -hmm. And and sometimes, you know, what you're doing, and sometimes you're giving misinformation to allow the other side to get all hyped up over here so that you can do an operation on the other side. Mm -hmm. And so that's that could be the case out there um, that happens. But but when I just kind of look at it from a, a psychological standpoint, I don't see um, Trump. You know, I, I, I look at I look at a nation going. They're so far um, behind him. I don't see anyone taking over Trump. Oh. And so I, I'm kind of going, what do you think you're going to do, um, Mr. Flynn or General Flynn? What, what do you think you're going to do? You're going to overtake him? Because I don't see anyone overtaking him. 
I mean, is General Flynn the possibility for a VP? Maybe. I don't know. I don't really care. He actually postulated this concept of like the General Flynn can maybe uh, join forces with RFK and you know all of these other things that I I just don't see it going right. that way. I mean, everything that Trump has been through, we know that Trump is coming back. Yeah. I mean, I, I think everyone in our community. And so to hear this sort of information from a guy and I have to say, I mean, you know, we can we can move on from Mike Gill in a moment. But, you know, I have to say, I mean, when I first heard him come out and, you know, his Pandora papers, the evidence that he's got, I mean, there's no doubt this guy is an important player in this whole, you know, in this whole um, case, really, the, all of the evidence building that the White Hats are doing. But um now, you know, it's sort of fast forwarding, you know, about a month or two later and he's coming out and he's, you know, attacking all of these people. It just seems to me um, that there's got to be something going on, you know, in, cer- in terms of I mean, I can understand that he's really, you know, he's been on the run for many years. He's probably I mean, all of us, we think that we've been through the ringer. This guy has really been through the ringer. He's had several attempts on his life. So I can completely understand where he's coming from. But you, you, you just I think. For the for the average person out there, for all of the listeners out there, I think what it is is that people are just so tired of all of the misinformation and disinformation, quite frankly. Uh, and and I think that's really what it's kind of coming down to. And I don't really think we can get through another year of this. Quite, you know, I, I think right. we have to get to a point where people are just, you know, because people are done. I mean, let's just be honest. I mean, I don't think people really have that much more patience. For all of this disinformation and misinformation, if we're going to hold this this movement together, I right. think we really got to, you know, 2024 really has to be the year. And right. you and I talked about this before. I mean, you even said at one point you thought, it, you know, I mean, I don't know if you're still of this opinion, but you said that really the EBS could come in any day at this point. I'm, I'm still that way. You know, I mean, I, you know, listen, I, I mean, I. I kind of look at it this way, you know, I mean, I would have, I would have thought about it, you know, in 2022 and, and I've told people like, well, I thought, I thought it would have happened, you know, in, in 2022. And obviously, um, and, and if you've listened to me over the time frame, you know, people might get gotten mad at me and listen, do I know the time, you know, I've, I've said over and over again, 10 people in the 10 people know the date and I'm not one of them. You know, it's just kind of my little, my little catchphrase kind of thing. I've even seen some truthers actually use my words, you know, and I'm like, whatever. Um, but the point is, I don't know the date, but I kind of do this. I get up at in the morning. Um, I get up at four or five in the morning and I, I get up. And the first thing I do is get some water and I kind of sit by a, a fireplace and I'm like, you know, I, I, I get up and I, I'm just, I have the room in the dark and, um, and there's, you know, I, I'm always like asking the Lord, I'm, I've, I've got a lot of prayer. I've got, I got my own anxieties. Right. And, and so that's the time when you can, um, put your anxieties out there. And I see so many people who, who are looking through their anxieties and they have never really dealt with their anxieties of, of the world. And so they're, they're so pissed off and they're, and their pissed offness has just risen, risen, risen throughout the day. And then they, then they go to bed and they're just, they just keep rising it again. And so then they're taking it out on someone else. And I'm going, if you don't, you know, get up in the morning early in the morning. And I, I mean, it, as you do this, get up in the morning, 
kind of, you know, give yourself a little bit of time frame and it doesn't take that long. It's, I mean, I mean, I t- tend to take, you know, about an hour or so, and it means I have to get up earlier, but I take about an hour at least, um, sometimes an hour and a half earlier than most people do. Um, so I have to go to bed earlier, but I will go that, that extra time frame just to have that, you know, kind of peace point. Mm-hmm. Um, just so that I'm not pissed off all the time. And because I can't control things. Well, yeah, absolutely. I mean, part of the problem though is like, you know, and I completely agree with you. It's it's but it's it's this paradox where we all recognize that that we need for for basically our mental health and our emotional and spiritual health, we need to separate ourselves from the information right. for a little while and spend time with God and prayer and meditation and that's that's very true but at the on the other hand it's like as soon as we re-enter the world so to speak right. we constantly barrage i mean those of us who are awake it's it's like we can't not pay attention it's it's, it's like you're it's like you're driving down two different lanes i mean and there's there's been people have talked about it like it's like you're 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 in two different worlds you're you're seeing and 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 that's actually how faith really is, you know, you, you know, who th- those of us who are awake, we know how we want it to be. We see how we want the world to be. We we see how we want it to be after the EBS, but we're in this world right now. So we're kind of right here versus where, where we, you know, where we would like it to be. And we see that gap. Um, And, and I get that. You know, um, so, you know, what what your job really has got to be is is, you know, um, that, you know, that dissatisfaction gap. And I, I get it. Um, and so one of the things that I always say is that um, you're looking at, you know, looking at the clues and and, and I, I would say I would say. <clears throat> what you're what you're looking around at I, I will tell you one of the things that are are really powerful is um is is some interesting things that are happening the hunter biden thing is is chipping away um is chipping away at all of the the democrat kind of things and frankly republican too um you know it republican democrat is actually um a complete just misnomer of of sides they're they're both two sides of the same coin and so once you're going to have to find out post ebs is that neither side has any meaning when we've had full republican house senate you know uh, presidency or full democrat house senate um presidency they've never done anything well that's true. I mean, think about it. That's true. In, in any time frame, they've never done like they've never fixed the roads. If they've never fixed the schools, they've never fixed whatever that might be that you really want it to be. Yeah, for decades. Yeah. For any time. I mean, even pick a year. What just one year that they fixed it? Tell me that they've ever fixed it. It's because government is not about fixing things. And so one of the things that that happens, and so I'm circling back a little bit, is part of the the point that we've got to get back to is 
when Trump was in his inaugural address in um, January of 2017, is giving power back to the people. And so you've got to take that power. And that power means that dissatisfaction that you have. And, and so some of the things, this is where some people are, are right and they're wrong. Um, and, and we have to have the military do a role. And by the way, they are doing a role. But that dissatisfaction that you have inside of you is probably probably something that God is actually doing to tell you, you've got to do something. And what is that that you can do? Again, that isn't, you know, arm up and, and you know, jump down to your nearest local, you know, school board. Um, but what is that? Um, what is that that inside of your community or inside of your world? Mm -hmm. um, and so that's that's probably something that, that that's coming up. And that's why truthers are doing what we're doing. That that's we're 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 destroying the makeup of of it. I mean, because they're freaking out. They don't know what to do about us. Absolutely. I, I couldn't agree more. I think really the big question right now is that most of us believe, I think pretty much everyone in my audience believes that we are in a continuity of government state of affairs right now. And that this the question I I think really comes down to how much has really been done behind the scenes. I mean, people talk about military intervention. And it's 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 interesting to me because on the one hand, we already know that the military's intervened. The question, I think when people talk about it now, is like when's the mil when are the white ass gonna come forward? When when's something gonna happen? It's like it's it's this weird paradox. Like we know something already happened, and yet we also haven't had it come out and be public. And actually right. on that note, there was there was an interesting video. Um it's only about a minute or so long. I think I could probably uh, to show it really quickly. It actually has uh, the uh, Richard Citizen journalist in it. And I think Juan O'Savin's the voiceover who does the video. But it's actually really interesting. Let me go ahead and play that really quickly. And uh, I'm because I saw it and I was like, wow, this is this is pretty interesting. And I'm curious to get your take on it. And I think the audience will probably enjoy it, too. So let's go ahead and watch this. I can get it to play here. Is it not letting me play it? Hmm. All right, let me try to quit Telegram and open it up again. For some reason, it's uh, it's right there on my on my feed, but it's not pulling up for some reason. All right, maybe it wants me to go directly to X. Let's try that. Probably. I still can't call it that. I call it Twitter. I don't see it. It's it just not on the screen. Not on the screen? Yeah. Okay. You can hear it there, right? Yeah, I can hear it, but I don't, I don't know where it's going to reference it. Here you go. Metal detectors, and you're going to get search. All right, let me start it over. It's it's okay. short enough. I apologize for the. Uh, okay, so can you see the? Can you see my screen? Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Okay, hold on a minute here. Something went wrong. I apologize, folks. Let me try this again. 
All right, so we got a share sound, and let's just go that way. All right. And you can still see my screen, yeah? Yep, there you go. Before it's all over, and we got a long road ahead of us, I don't think you can actually clean up Washington, D.C. I don't think you can fix it. It's already fixed. President Trump's going to have to invite all of his contractor buddies. They're going to have to put a fence around D.C., three layers deep. You're going to have to pamphlet the city. Anybody that wants out, we got metal detectors, and you're going to get strip searched. You're not getting out with any of the evidence. Anybody that wants to stay, you're an enemy combatant. We're going to flood the city and wash it out. We're going to divert the Potomac. We're going to watch where the water comes out of those slimy holes. I don't care if they're 200 miles away. And then, after we flushed it clean about three times, because we're not taking any chances with any of our guys, then we're going in, we're going door to door, and we're going to clean that place out, and we're not going to occupy it again. We're just going to leave it fenced up as a spectacle to the world of the insanity of these groups that tried to manipulate us. And we're going back to right thinking, godly thinking, sound thinking. 7 p.m. here on Sunday in Washington, D.C., and uh, it sucks here. Okay, what did you hear? You hear it? There's no one even here. It's crazy. It's awful here. That's what it looks like in Washington, D.C. Today is Sunday, uh, February 7, 2022. It's around 7 p.m. It's dead. That is exactly... Right. I, I've been... And you know what Cash Patel said just today? He said that you have to do that exact same thing to the FBI building. And he actually said, and I have been saying this for a while, I mean, D.C. has some of the best museums out there. And I believe that you ought to make this a cabal museum. Um, I think you ought to just turn it into a complete museum about, you know, what the cabal is really about. Um. And I mean, just just make it into a complete museum, um, because I, and and by the way, it already is. It's it it's a movie studio, nothing more than right now. And I think that we look at this. Everything that's happening is that everything that you think is happening isn't really happening. I mean, when you know, like today supposedly um hunter biden landed uh in, in uh helicopter one a marine one with um <clears throat> with joe biden did he did he and and um you know when they have press conferences with uh you know the the idiot floppy head uh redhead flop head did they really have it in the the White House like they used to have it? I don't believe it. I don't buy it. I, I don't I'm I don't buy anything that they say. I think that they're liars and cheats. 
I don't buy anything that they say because they're all liars. They're all cheats. Um, I put up a video on, on my YouTube channel or my uh, Telegram channel. And, um, you know, um, in the preamble part of the channel, maybe a fake Obama is meeting with Oprah. I call her Okra. And she's sitting there and, and they got her CGI'd into an area. And she's like, well, you're in DC. And this is a long time ago. And you're in DC and I'm in LA. And it seems like they're sitting right beside each other and their legs are sitting like here. And I'm going, do you really see, you think you know what you think, you know? And so, so going back to your, your point, you think that we're in the middle of something and you think that everything hasn't already changed. And so sometimes we're frustrated that things haven't been fixed. And I might, I might say, I might say it like this. And, and, and that was Juan talking there. And, and so I'd say, how much is actually done other than the, other than the signatures? Have you ever thought about that for a second? Mm-hmm. because I look at it and the economy has already collapsed, but we just haven't seen it. I mean, because, because I look at this, the, the stock, the stock market is so propped up <coughs> and ridiculous. It's, it's, it's ridiculous. It, it, there's no way that it is where it is. I mean, I was I was watching a video. I was I was checking out a video. The car market is completely off its rocker. Um, do you know that people are are selling their cars to the um, to the title loan companies? A title. I'm going to give you a real interesting point that I, I haven't really ever used. Do you know what a title loan company is? A title loan company is when you um, if you want, normally what happens with title loans is a short-term loan. What it is, is, um, so for instance, um, let's say it's a, a high-end Corvette. And so you, uh, like a, a dealership, buys a, a high-end Corvette and they, they buy the title for that that Corvette. And they're going to turn it, and, the, and so they they basically turn and burn. So they buy the title, and so they buy it sixty percent of that title, and they turn and burn, or they will get it from a uh, a repo. So sometimes they'll, you know, some guy might, um, you know, sell it to a title company and repo it out, and then it, you know, they they kind of turn that that money out. Um, title companies right now are so over and 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 by the way those are 300% loans that people are paying just think about that for a second you have to pay a 300% loan every 2 weeks for that amount of money wow and you only get 60% of the price of the vehicle and the title companies are near bankruptcy because they have too many vehicles that they purchased Mm-hmm. Think about that. They can't even offload the vehicles that they've purchased because no one will buy it from them. Mm-hmm. Like, oh my God, they're supposed to have gotten the vehicles in and turn and burn that that sucker out 
to another dealer or another person, and they can't get rid of them. Um, dealerships are overwhelmed with cars left and right. Do you know that some of the high-end dealerships um, like uh, Mercedes used to sell a car for $150,000? It's down to $130,000 or $120,000 for that same car in one year's time frame. Wow. I mean, you, you cannot have that much of a drop in price. That means... And and every time day that they have that car in 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 tow, they're they're burning through insurance that they have it on the lot. I mean, they're losing money day after day. Absolutely. So, um, you're you're talking about businesses left and right going under, mm -hmm. and so we have hotels going out of businesses, uh, going out of business. San Francisco, I've seen video after video that are completely out, have no businesses left down, downtown. Um, this, this, you, you, people say to me all the time, well, we're just going to have to wait till 2025. And I, and I go, why do you just come up with that number? I mean, where do you, where do you come up with that number? And what they're saying is Trump or whatever to come back. And I'm like, that's ridiculous. Absolutely, utterly ridiculous. We cannot wait until a new election because what would happen if if supposedly Trump got 76 million votes or 75, let's say 75 million votes, mm -hmm. and you said the magic number for him to win is 90 million votes out of what we think, I think the number is... Um, Qualified number of votes is that they actually have available is about 130 million votes. Does anyone, I mean, someone might know this number, but I think the number is they have really about 130 registered million, I mean, 130 million vote, registered votes. Um, I could be wrong, but let, you know, just pick a number. Okay. Well, let's just say you said, okay, if we got 90 million votes, for Trump will win the election. And so every semi-awakened person, and I say semi be, and because they're they're hoping for the election. And I'm going, guys, what they'll do is they'll make their Biden candidate or they'll put someone else in there win 92 million. And you're going, how will they do that? They'll so what? They'll come up with a, a way or they'll show that, you know, Trump really didn't win that many votes. They'll steal votes from him. I mean, I mean, I think to even ask the question, like, how would they do that? I mean, we all saw what happened in 2020 and it was the most obvious thing you ever saw. I mean, that's what ultimately propelled me, along with learning about what was happening to the children, to start my podcast, because I never believed that something so obvious and so brazen and so naked would happen, would be perpetrated on such a large scale like that and be allowed to stand. So we've already seen them steal the elections. It's it, well, they'll, they'll they'll do something that you know what they'll do though. It'll be really it'll it'll even be more significant if they don't if if they allowed to walk in unchecked. See if if Trump concedes and we allow, for instance, RFK or and and General Flynn, um, who have who do not have enough 
to really get the hearts and minds of the people. I, I, I'm, I'm sorry, disagree with that so heartily. Those guys have nowhere near the, the hearts and minds of the people. Oh, 100% agree with that. Yeah. Um, that if, if you allowed that, what they would do, and see, they would love to have both of those guys come over. See, I see, just think about who that benefits. Well, that benefits, um, that benefits the Joe Biden camp because those guys can't win. Um, in in essence, they can't win in the same way. Um, so I would say what they would do is they would do something like uh, leave the world behind thing. They would actually they would maybe do a nuclear explosion or uh, a dirty bomb in like Detroit and a couple other cities and the, you know maybe like four or five months before an election and then basically have this really sedate election and then bring in their new candidate maybe they don't have Joe Biden but they have you know someone else you know whoever that is maybe they do have RFK or they have someone else but it's it's a really sedate election and but it's a cabal person Whoever that is, it doesn't really matter. The point is you have to have Trump and you can't have an election because we have to fix 2020. And that's why we still keep seeing all the 2020 stuff. Yeah. And he just reminded everyone in a rally the other day that uh, he said, you know, that you, you do know there was no concession. Right. I mean, he's still talking about it. And so this is not a guy, in my view, and he's also threatening. He used the term Pandora's box. He all, he said to you know uh, to fake Biden, be careful what you wish for, Joe. We don't want to open Pandora's box. I don't remember exactly what he said, but he actually used that term. So he th there's no doubt in my mind where where Trump stands. But let me let me ask you this though, because I think this kind of you know this dovetails with everything that you just laid out. Dovetails very nicely with the video, which implies that these mass arrests have already happened. That we've seen with our own eyes we saw the military on the street in dc and we saw the fences keep going up and down and uh, we saw all this flash flooding happen that exactly what Juan had written about in his book and what he's talking about in the video in that in essence for the most part went down directly in front of our eyes that all these people were already scooped up and that we're basically witnessing a movie and i think at one point that would have been a lot easier of a sell Let's just say, you know, like Richard Citizen said that, that it was back in, uh, you know, December of 2022. But here we are in December of 2023. And I think a lot of people are kind of wondering to themselves, well, OK, have these mass arrests already happened and have these tribunals happened? I mean, we, of course, you know, I mean, I know you have great respect for Jan Halper Hayes. She's been out there talking about tribunals that have been happening. So it, it really raises this question of how much has been done behind the scenes, how how these have these mass arrests occurred? Did we actually witness that to it to a certain extent and were fed a cover story? What what are your thoughts on that? Well, and I mean, I, I really like Jan in, in a lot of ways and what she's and Dr. Jan's real interesting in that way. And she kind of she's pushing on the military and and saying, you know, I think that, you know, she keeps talking about maybe 66 percent of the people are awake. And, you know, we you got, you know, Juan over here talking about, you know, 80 percent's got to be awakened. And I'm like, you know, first off. Whoever's awakened is really awakened. You, you, you're not really going to change the number now anyway. 
it, it, it really isn't going to change. And I would say to you that, that you're really not going to change that either way. Um, what you're, what you're, you have is a bunch of people in, in this, in this, in America, whoever is awakened is really pissed off anyway. And so we, we've got a level of pissed off um, nature in there. And so if you, if you approach it as, um, you know, the, the tribunals, you know, are being done and, and you're, and you, and you, and you approach it as a movie kind of thing. I think that is a little more disingenuous. And so I really kind of say, listen, guys, the reality is, and, and, and I, I totally get what you're saying with the, the, the movie thing is, is the, in in essence, the movie is the CGI, and I call it CGI. The CGI is just to keep this, you know, the thing going in front in front of the normies. The show, yeah. Mm-hmm. That it's it's for the normies. That's why you guys need to stop watching the uh, click off the movie, guys. I I I gotta tell you, the movie is not for you. You you guys think the movie is for you. It is not for you. It has never been for you. As soon as the movie is is understood, click it off. Um, it's it's like <clears throat> it's like the day that you understood that Santa Claus wasn't real. Yeah. Okay. As soon as you understood Santa, I remember the day I understood, I think it was eight. And, and I kind of went to my mom and like, wait, so that's not real. Right. And she was like, well, don't tell your little sister. (laughs) Okay. So we'll, we'll play act around her, you know? And I, I was, you know, just, just on the edge and then just kind of jumped over that little precipice. Right. And and that's what you need to do is just realize, st- stop worrying about the movie. What you need to focus on is realize the military action that's occurring here. Um. So so you know where they're trying to talk to you about the movie side. I don't want you to focus on that. I want you to focus on, okay. So we're we're talking about the war, um. Because if we focus that. It's not done yet because there's still war to be had. Got it. So when you see a um, an explosion at a tire factory, I'm making up something, right? Or you see a weird, you know, um, there was, and I'm I don't remember the date, but outside of Indianapolis, there was a they showed a a manhole cover. And outside of it comes smoke and then water. That's absolutely a dumb that they're they're destroying. Mm-hmm. Um, but especially when you see a really weird explosion outside of, of like a, a and and it's and it's in Molensk or it's in Greece or it's in really weird places and it's I mean and you have never seen like a tire factory or a food food distributions factory or or something like that that is the end of a dumb what they do is they put a business at the end of a dumb and that was their distribution center 
what they did is that's where they would do their child trafficking. So what they do is they, you know, is to do the legitimate deliveries um, and they do their legitimate deliveries of the food or the tires or whatever and the child trafficking. And so then they go down underneath and then they have their underground facilities, right? And so when you see the explosion, you should just go, that's an, another one gone. Mm. Okay, so, well, that's a different lens to look at some of these uh, these fires that have been happening and some of these other events. Do you yeah, think so that and 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 when you also see some of the flooding, and there's been really weird flooding. Now, I mean, I know there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of flooding going on. Um, I'm asking myself, and I don't know this. Okay, I'm asking myself this question: What is the deal with the flooding? I mean, is this? I'm 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 legitimately asking the question. So so I'm personally just saying this out in front of you. Is this um, the cabal having a hissy fit and and turning you know the harp stuff on, on the people? Um, yeah, possible. Okay, good. That's that's one possibility. Mm-hmm. Second one, is it um. Is it that on top of a dumb being um, taken out? You know, um, it, it because because there's a lot of flooding going on and a really huge amount of flooding going on. Mm-hmm. Um, and those are those are types of false flags that they that that they're trying to they're trying to cover up with that too. And I, I say that I say that in in a way that you need to be looking at that and. Those are evidences of something else happening that you might want to be looking at instead of necessarily like you see a a destroyer or a um, uh, or a carrier that's that's in the Gulf of of whatever um, you know and, and instead of that because those are overt signs um, realize that space force is actually in there in those kinds of areas, accomplishing the killing of the dumps. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and really, they, that's what their job is to do. And this is an international kind of situation. Uh, and not just the American forces, but the, the worldwide forces are, are tasked to, to do that. And so that's what you should be focusing on. And you should be celebrating that, that kind of thing. And so, that's kind of why I kind of look at that and go, okay, that's another one that is gone. And realize that is that is tens of thousands uh, of people that we got taken out. And so there's only a certain number of them. And after a bit, they won't have any more. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, well, you know, I mean, it, the, the issue with the movie metaphor or, or whatever you want to call it, is that it implies that everything that you're seeing is fake. Right. And I, at one point in time, I admittedly, I wanted to believe that. And I kind of got sucked into this, this idea that this idea that the, the, the white hats had everything under control and the deep state had really been completely defanged, that the head had been chopped off of the snake. And basically we were just watching a movie so that 
everyone else could kind of get up to speed and red pilled and all of these other things. Oh, and meanwhile, the QFS is, you know, and the RV is going on in the background and all of these mop up operations are happening. But really, the main thing is, is that we're waiting for people to wake up. But, you know, then you fast forward to different events that have happened, some of which you've referenced, but also there's there's been many uh, major attacks like what happened in Lahaina. It's undeniable to me. I mean, of course, there was this kind of narrative that maybe this is a white hat operation. Some people still believe that, you know, the kids were really taken underground and that, you know, that, that really was the white hats that that hit Lahaina. Uh, I have a hard time believing that, quite frankly. To me, it seems pretty obvious that the deep state still has teeth. And so right. the movie aspect, I'm, I'm I'm pretty much aligned with you that 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 there are aspects of this that there are pantomime that's scripted out that's very clearly we're watching a a scripted, uh, let's just say newsreel bare minimum right where we're watching information being fed out or misinformation disinformation however you want to characterize it depending on the circumstances but that not everything is fake not everything can be completely uh, fabricated to the to the extent that because that would really imply that the white hats have absolute complete control over all information which to me doesn't seem to be accurate at all so the movie i think is is really through that lens that, that there are certain things that we're watching that are definitely scripted for various different reasons for tactical reasons to wake people up for you know on and on and on but there are still real threats that the White Hats are contending with. You agree with right. that? I, I would. I would definitely say that. I, I would say. I, I want you to put. I want. I'll give you. I'll give you another example, a, an analogy. Let's just say you worked for a company. Let's say it's a. It's a relatively bigger company, and and you kind of know the employer. Okay. And it's. Let's say it's. It's a company that's got like 500. You know, employees, and you've known the employer for a long time, and kind of a high end, you know, it makes a lot of money and, and you know, has car, a lot of cars and houses and stuff like that. And, you know, it's had a lot of money and somehow the policies are turning against you um, and you just notice it quite a bit more. And, you know, he's kind of away from you more and more. And, you know, but it doesn't seem like he's doing as well and by the way we've seen movies plenty of movies like this and it just but you know the policies are turning more and more against you um as the employee employees and then as you see the employer you know there's a line worry lines etched in him or he's more pissed off toward everyone and and you see the signs but you know he still has the nice car and he still has the new nice car and then things chip away and then boom you know there's the there's the uh, FBI showing up or the IRS showing up with you know the the guns blazing you know ready to take over the company uh and and it just surprises you it didn't surprise the business owner because he's been he's been you know jerking everyone around left and right mm. the reality is you know, you don't know all the things that that were happening, but you kind of smell it on the other end of it. And so you're kind of seeing a lot of the the signs out there. You know, some of the insiders had some still some signs of it. And that's what we have here. We have some <clears throat> we're trying to give you some of the signs, but even even the the best of us have no 
full understanding of it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what I would say, even of, you know, a general Flynn or, you know, uh, um, he, he doesn't know every bit of that. Um, I gotta, I, I gotta go backward of a story. I gotta tell you this, and I, I, I sort of have mentioned this before, but um, I'll go backward in December of 2018, or sorry, 2020. Um, Clay Clark did his very first of his tour things, his very first tour in, in Tulsa, and um, Linwood is is one of his very first things that he never did any of those things after this. But, you know, General Flynn, I think he had a security guard with him, you know, and and I remember seeing him out there. But I never saw the level of security around Lynn Wood. And and when Lynn Wood would walk out from amongst the guys, there were six six men. And when he would walk out to the end of the proscenium, you could see the flare out jackets of the guys and it was absolutely secret service and if you saw it on camera and by the way some people caught these can the camera shots when he was talking about q and he was talking about it i mean because there's very very strong footage of, of him talking about it but you had to be there and and every time he would do that and he would move too close well the secret service would kind of flare it, and you could see the guns and I'm going, that's secret service. I, th- I swear to you, my wife and I are like, that's secret service. And I'm going, who is Lynn Wood? And I'm asking, and I kept asking myself, like, who is Lynn Wood versus General Flint? Mm-hmm. And I'm just going, I mean, seriously, who is Lynn Wood versus General Flint? Mm-hmm. No, I mean, I, presumably I, he's just a high profile attorney who's, you know, a very famous high profile attorney, but. Do you have some, some who is it? <clears throat> Why does he have secret service? And people go, Oh no, it's not. And I'm like, I'm sorry, I know what secret service is. That's not that that's not security. I've seen security and I know what security is. I've seen plenty of security. I've never seen sec- that was secret service. Well, so, it's interesting too, because I mean you brought you brought up the comparison between uh, General Flynn and his security detail, which you said was like only one guy. And then Lynn Woods got all the, you know, he's got bare minimum. He's got individual he's got six dudes, but, six but why does he had, he had six dudes flanking him with secret service level kind of thing. So, and I'm just telling you, I'm telling you whether or not you, whether or not Lynn Wood is, it needs secret service or what, what, what he is. I'm just telling you, what you you think you know about stuff, and I don't know if Linwood is going to be a part of of Trump's entourage in that way. But what I'm trying to say is is what you think you know, and what I think I know about Linwood is not necessarily what I know. I'm just telling you, you you had to have been there to see the difference, mm. and and I'm just saying. That that I look at looked at that and said, there's some. It smelled different. It felt different. The spirit of the thing was different. Do you know that many of the truthers of that uh, of that we see now actually came from that that one event that happened in Tulsa? It is fascinating. When was that? 
It was in the summer of 2020. Oh, you said that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, fascinating kind of time frame with that too. Mm-hmm. But it was it, it's a powerful, it was a powerful event. Um, I mean, we lost our voice and we were just totally, you know, totally busted after that that time frame with that. But it was I think what what you gotta see that is that there, you know, what what you think you know about things is you know, Trump kept some of his enemies very close, like Fauci. And then he has other people who, and we know this about uh, Lynn Wood, that Lynn Wood was actually in the White House after Trump was out. And you're going, okay, I don't understand. I mean, I don't get it. Why is he? In, why was he somehow in the White House after? He was supposedly out. And there are pictures of, of him there. And this is not even, I think it was in 2021. Hmm. I mean, it, it it doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Hmm. And so there's a trust that he had with him. And, and there are people that are very, very, very low profile comparatively now that had a much higher profile right closer to that election time frame. And so I, I'm, I'm just saying that, you know, again, again, who you think you know about isn't necessarily what, what you should be focusing on. Even uh, Jim Brewer, the comedian, was talking just last night. I, I think I just watched a, a video last night and he's going he's he's making a making a kind of interesting quip. He goes, he goes, man. That isn't Joe Biden. I just want to get General Flynn on the side, get him drunk, and go. That ain't Joe Biden. And it was just a funny, funny statement he's saying. And I, I'm like going, okay, why is he saying that? Because <laughs> he's touring with, you know, Flynn and and you know in the in the uh, little uh, Clay Clark things. And I'm going, I don't know, you know. Um, that video sure was weird, though, the one. Did you see the video that Michelle, I think, shared where they were kind of shaking people down for money in the crowd and all that? Yeah. Stuff? I mean, I know. I know. I, I found just... that a little strange, I have to say. I mean, I didn't get the full context because we only saw like a, and that's the that's the one thing. I mean, when I when I don't get the full context, but it sure looked like they were, you know, they were basically just trying to, you know, go in everybody's pocketbooks and even like calling people out who hadn't who hadn't given out money. That's that struck me as awfully strange. But like you pointed out, I mean, I'm I'm in full agreement with you. you we really don't know who's who. And at this we, point, we really don't. And I think that's that's the issue that I look at this and I go, you, you know, I mean, I think, you, you know, one of the things I like about you is that, you know, you, you've really kept your nose, you know, clean in this, you know, and I think that's really powerful in that way. Um, You know, there's there's so many ways that we can I mean, there's a lot of people that have really been EAY patriots. You know, they they have, you know, just been it for the money with that. Uh, hey, listen, I mean, people got to make a living. I'm not talking about that. Yeah. Some people, and, and I understand that I, I'm making a living, but some people have just made a killing on this and, and stolen people's money left and right. There's a different conversation there. Totally. So I don't yeah, want to no. go too far down that one, but. 
No, no, I get you. I get you. No, absolutely. But um, all right. Well, let's let's kind of talk a little bit about I mentioned Jan Halper Hayes and and I and one of the other major. And I, I mean, I, I was talking about how I, I believe that we're still facing very active threats. And I think there's more a lot more evidence to support that because we see these things unfolding unless somehow, some way the White Hats have been able to pull off this movie to such an extent that the things that we're witnessing that we're we're just so 100 percent sure have to be real aren't. And I find that very hard to believe that we're definitely facing these major threats. So having said that, one of those is the border. And, you know, we, we're seeing pretty much every day. I mean, I think it was just today that the Border Patrol came out and they said this is the worst day we've ever had that they apprehended something like 14,000 people. They were trying to process these. I mean, not even apprehended. It's not even the right word. I mean, they literally, they they bring them in and they put them on a plane with a cell phone and a, you know, and a debit card and all these things that are happening. So this is undoubtedly going on. I don't think anybody can doubt that that's, you know, fake. And I mean, sure, so there, there's this narrative. There's this narrative. And I want to get your take on this. And I'm not sure because I haven't heard her say this, but I, I'm, I've heard other people say that Jan Halper Hayes has talked about these military aged men coming across the border actually being here for good reasons. So and, which I, I find hard to believe. So I'm curious to hear your thoughts on like what's going on at the border and, and how is this situation playing out right now not going to lead to some sort of major event because the, there, there's millions and millions of people that are already here we've got tens of thousands every single week that are flooding across the border it seems to me like this is a very very real threat and this was actually something else that uh um you know Juan Savins, and so i've t- mentioned him a couple times brought up you know citizens having to take up arms and basically ward off these people and everything so i mean i'm curious to hear your thoughts on the border i'll, I'll leave it at that and I think I, th- I think the the reality we have to look at with border issues is it is probably one of the simplest ways of galvanizing a people um, on, on both sides um, because it frankly has done it for New York. Um, it's done it for um, you know places up in the north um, and and you probably know that you know better than anyone else. Um, it, it I think it's it's taken the 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 middle of the road kind of people and uh, some of the left and said, you know what, we can't do this. I, I, I can't live this way. Um, I, I can't have people like coming up here basically in first class, you know, um, and the flying first class with like this amazing, like, you know, get up and, and I can't do that. Um, and they're get you know, they're complaining about like being in a hotel that I can't afford. Right. Um, and, you know, you got veterans who are not getting, you know, not getting their benefits, but we're, we're for dang sure going to get this, you know, this person who just came across the border for five seconds ago. He's got a new cell phone and a whole new plan, you know, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that 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 kind of thing makes you got to go. People are going, hmm. Um, and that that actually. um makes that that's a wake up moment right there for a lot of them so i think that's that's a powerful thing that to to kind of push people over the edge um so i think that's that's an awakening um i I think that that's real stuff secondarily what do you do um don't buy it don't believe 
that the military doesn't know where every single one of these jokers are. Because if I'm in charge of border security, I'm bagging and tagging every one of them. I'll put a GPS on every single one of them. You come across border fun, I'm going to tag you. You, you. you can have your little have you a little bit of your bag stuff, but I'm going to tag you and I'm going to GPS every one of you uh, because Trump has even said this and probably about six months ago, we'll, we'll tag you because as soon as they, and he said, we can actually take them out in seconds because it, as long as you're tagged, the military can come in and just scoop you up and you're gone. And, and so it is it is very simple to fix that. Mm. Um so I I know that's that's not thrilling to us, but but again, there is a galvanizing point that has to occur um for people. And so so that might be what Dr. Jan's talking about is is we still do need to have that that kind of that kind of message of galvanizing and i hate to use this as a as a point but i will i'll go backward in time is um so <clears throat> the um the british were in the were embroiled in world war ii basically through um 1939 and uh so they were and and they had uh they were helping well, they were they were in China for a while there, and then uh, they decided they were going to help Poland, and then they got kicked out of France and Belgium in '40, and they were just getting kicked left and right, and so they were begging the Americans to come into the war in '40, and uh, so FDR and Churchill are are battling this conversation. And so they, they had the lend lease that was going across the Atlantic. And so we were sending ships and 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 the Germans were were torching the ships. And that, that should have wakened America, but we didn't want to get into another war. Because remember, the fathers and the, were not going to send their sons over to another war. And so um, we were reading, we had broken the Japanese codes. We had broken the codes. The, the Japanese codes were super simple to, to break. So the code breakers had broken the Japanese codes a long before um, the, uh, the Pearl Harbor event. So we had known that, that Pearl Harbor was actually going to occur. We allowed it. It's one of the most open secrets of World War II that Pearl Harbor was allowed to be destroyed. So what we did is we took all the flat tops and we moved all the flat tops or the the um, the uh, the carriers out of the Pearl Harbor, and we took them all the way out of there because if we let them um, be in there, we would have destroyed our whole fleet. And we moved them in perfect rows so that when, when the destroyers went down, we could easily just bring them back up or do, do what we wanted to do. So it was the least way that we could, we could lose the mitt. But we, 
we basically sacrificed 2,900 men or people in in um, Pearl Harbor to get America stirred up enough because, and here's one of the things that most people don't know. I personally have interviewed over the years because as an audiologist, um, the greatest generation have been, have been my patients for years. Five minutes after uh, December 7th, 1941, the date, a date which will live in infamy, okay? Um, that whole that whole soliloquy that, that happened in that. I have talked to so many of those, those young men who signed up that next day. It galvanized the nation that they saw, they were down and they were around the block waiting to sign up as a Marine or as a, in the army. And they didn't care. They were going in and it didn't matter what happened. It was a galvanizing event and, and FDR knew it. So what I'm trying to share with you, a little history lesson, so many of you don't know your history if you don't know that, is it, when you don't know your history, you're doomed to repeat it, okay? So um, we're doing that again, unfortunately, to our to our own citizens because we don't know our history. And that history lesson we've got to learn is that the people of America are having to live it. Um, we're having to live being invaded, unfortunately. And this is what we're this is what it's like to be invaded by our own media. The propaganda, just the same way that that happened in Germany. The propaganda of movies, the propaganda of of their of of the state media. We're having the propaganda of of the invasion of it. I mean, the complete invasion. I mean, every once in a while, I'll pick up a movie or or TV show or something of 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 a British or of an English show, and you just listen to it and you go you don't hear the propaganda of an american show if you guys notice that mm. it it's 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 devoid of the cabal influence that we get here that we get here cuz everything we get like when you watch that idiot movie like leaving the world behind is just cabal 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 right and it's they're trying to like pick at you pick at your brain to like get you to realize what how bad it's going to be here and so like when apple tv puts together any kind of like post apocalyptic thing they're they're trying to pick at you how god is not going to be a part of things whatever that might be yeah it's their predictive programming absolutely right. everything and so they they're always picking at it whereas Whereas the other ones, when you when you're in different countries, they don't do that. They don't they don't have any of that kind of thing. It's it's much more open to messages of of different types. And they're you know well they might not have God issues in there. They're they're not scared of that. Um, and so what happens in America is that we're actually in the middle of this whole process. Now what's happening is that we're being invaded by every country around and so that's why we have to do that but it's a controlled invasion so so realize it is a controlled invasion 
that we can jerk it out in seconds. And 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 don't realize and, and so, but yet the normies look at this and go, you know, and and so then I I see bad truthers who look at this and they they call their apocalyptic vision that they're gonna they're just gonna take over and we're gonna see the great you know reset kind of thing and they're just gonna take over and they're gonna ha- you're gonna have your mark of the beast in five seconds and I'm like. Okay, Mark of the Beast, by the way, is in the Bible, and we're going to have that down the road. That's trust me, that's that's not, but that's not now. Okay, you're you're misinterpreting the Bible for the moment. Okay, but what we're talking about is a very controlled subset of of terms, mm-hmm. and it's um it's we're seeing this whole thing to try to set up. The military taken over to move us into a constitutional type of government, a very controlled hyperinflation, um, a very controlled a subset kind of thing. Because, like, like I always kind of say, if if you had a true hyperinflation, your taxes would truly be raised. I, it's, I swear to you, taxes would truly be raised. You you have not seen your taxes raised. Mm-hmm. I, I, people ask me this question all the time. Yeah, but taxes, have, you know, for instance, the two ways for a government to survive in this kind of environment is to raise sales tax and to raise the IRS taxation or income tax raise because they're not surviving. And they have not done either one of those two things. All right. Well, I'm going to ask you more specific questions because I wanted to kind of pivot into the more the financial stuff, Nasara, Jasar, and and you know really what's keeping the system propped up in just a moment. But before we leave that topic of you know this this border invasion, I mean, you pointed out that the, the normies, they most of them, I mean, a lot of them, I think, are waking up inside the big cities because they're being flooded. And they're actually seeing and they're having to deal with it in their own lives. And, you know, Lord, God forbid, you know, they actually have to be subjected to the policies that they support. Right. So I think that's happening to an extent. But I would say a majority of folks out there, at least seemingly, don't really understand that we're being invaded. So it would seem as if there would have to be some sort of a uh, like you you called it a galvanizing moment. But before that moment, there would have to be a, some sort of a trigger and I wonder if if what you're implying is this the the scare necessary about the Q referred to. Uh is it is it really going to take on that form? Is that kind of where you were going with that? With this yeah, you know, it's, it's, it comes to a head. I every story in the world, okay. I mean, I, I mean, listen, I'm a fiction writer, okay. You you, you have it, it we're we're in the middle of a story, okay. And I know I'm not not trying to like I'm not trying to uh trivialize this, okay? We're in the middle of a story, okay? Um and I I use the example of World War II, but there was a there was a point of of a of a heightened uh, um it's called a climax of a story, okay? There's a climax of a story and then there's a falling point where you can always look of the climax that happens. And the climax is the turn and and i believe that we have been we're past that turn 
Um, now that the turn isn't exactly when things you know change right away. It's it's the turn is when Americans go no no more, no more. And I think we've been we we we've been there. Okay. The question is is how much longer before uh the, you know the the turning point is where it can't go any longer. Does that make sense? So there's there's the the turning point for the people, and then they have to say, okay, then the pressure point of the pressure cooker happens. So that's there's two points, and I know that's what Dr. Jan is talking about is the 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 people say no more, but then we're also talking about the military stand standard too, of you know the the, the pressure cooker, and it, again, it's always a financial, it's always a military thing. But it also it, we also have an issue of the number of, of of things that happen with people. And I would have and I never would have believed this, but you know, we weren't there in uh, November of 2020. We, we, we truly weren't there when when we were voting. We truly weren't there in in uh, uh, January 6th circumstances. We weren't there. In in this those other dates, I think we've been we've been there for quite a bit of the time. Um, the question is is, you know, have we tipped over enough from a military standard, and from an economic standard that we cannot that the the pressure cooker is brought ready to pop off the lid. Okay, I get I get what you're saying. So yeah, absolutely. So the scare event and the well, let's kind of let's let's go from there and let's talk a little bit about what's keeping the system propped up because you you kind of alluded to that a little bit. And one of the things that I've wondered about because you've heard and you've talked about this um before that since 2017 there hasn't they haven't been printing new bills, right? I, I, my understanding is that you can find Well, I I would I would I would back that one up. Now they I, um, they have, they printed out most of their stuff. Now, then they went and backed up. Now, I, I found this. I, I've never really talked about this. Um, some people have talked about this a lot. But in 2021, they did print off some ones and some fives. Some people have talked about this. And they went and printed off some ones and fives. But but frankly, you know, they haven't really printed off anything in the last two years. Um, but but uh, people have shown me some ones and fives. But they haven't really printed off any, anything. Frankly, even if even even the ones and the fives that they printed off, they should be printing off you know things every single year. I mean, the, the guys, even if even the people that tell me, oh, you know, they printed off you know ones and fives in in twenty twenty one, man, they guys, you understand? I'm I'm at banks all the time, and bankers will tell you we need to have new new monies. That tells you something's up afoot. That's a big, 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 big clue. Something's afoot. Um, because you can't, I mean, paper money doesn't last that long. Well, see, here's what I get, here's where I get confused, and, and you can probably clarify this. So if that if this is true and they really haven't been printing these bills, and yet we're also hearing that. I think it's something along the lines of like 60% of all of the currency that's ever been in circulation has been over the past since like, I think it's since 2020. 
And so how do you square those two things? Or where's the money coming from? If they're not making new money. It's all digital. It, it's it's so digital. It, it's, and, and frankly, what in that, that also tells you how far the 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 economy is is so it's 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 so fake in that in that level so from and and the reality is they have known and you know real economists true economists have known for a a very long time frame that 2020 was a a uh, turning point for the uh, a bankruptcy real and I'm not talking about these most mostly talking heads, but when you look at historical economists, it, it needed to be a bankruptcy event. We needed to have a change event because 20, uh, 2000, you know, 99 to 2001 was a bankruptcy. Um, 71 to 73 was a bankruptcy. Uh, 33, 29 to 33 was a bankruptcy. Okay, the, the the economy when you live on a fiat debt has to, and when you live in debt, you you only can use credit cards for so long. Okay, you just you just can't live on debt for that that long. I mean, we know that personally, but a, a government lives on debt, and so someone's got to pay the debt. Okay, and what they do is they change over some way or another. Okay, when they change it in a, in a different way. And so what you're talking about is called a global currency reset, okay? Or you talk about an American currency reset. And so you, so for instance, the first currency reset, okay, was in 1933. So, so you had um, FDR that came in and did a currency reset and took us off the gold standard. So that's a currency reset because we couldn't do it anymore. So he took us off the gold standard. Now, people will talk about this and go, yeah, but that's not the currency reset. I mean, that's not the gold standard. Yes, it was. It was the gold standard. And we, we stuck at 33 bucks a, a share on, on gold until 71. Now, Nixon was required by the cabal. Nixon's a very amazing character. A uh, long story about Nixon that would take a long time for people to really suss out. Um, um, and when, but Nixon took us off the international gold standard. So what happened is that um, we would pay, we were on the oil standard, which is, you know, the dollar is the oil standard. Now, Bretton Woods in 1944 we and during the during the war they came up with the the standard that everyone would pay their money um they would pay money by oil so they would pay american dollars for oil so that's how they that's how they would interact with their 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 currency so so what would happen though is they would turn that currency back into america for gold so that's why people think it it was the gold standard in 71 well, that's not exactly how it is, because we weren't living in America. We weren't living on gold. We were living on oil. So what they did is, is to cover it up, we had a gas crisis. So no one, everyone at the pump was like struggling with gas. That's the cover up. And so 
but they they everyone was turning in their their dollars for gold as quick as they could be. That was a bankruptcy. Okay. And then in 99, we had another bankruptcy event. Um, and by the way, Russell J. Gould was a part of this, a very interesting character, um, was a part of this kind of thing. And then, you know, it it culminated in Clinton, you know, um signing the Nasara Agreement um in September of 2000. And then we were supposed to go on the Nasara Agreement, but they killed it in 9-11. Long story with that one. Um, so what they did is they just turned into um, raising more taxes. So what they did, instead of um, changing it over, they just stole monies. They, they stole all the monies from the White Hat families. So how did they, you, you, go, you, you ask the question, you've got to come up when you're in a bankruptcy event, how do you come up with the money to keep going? And I've never really talked about this, by the way, so I want to give you something kind of unique. So if, if you're at a bankruptcy, right, and you and you got to get out of bankruptcy, how do you come up with the money? You, you got to steal it from someone, okay? Okay. So you you got to let go. I, I got to get it from someone, right? Like a great uncle. So in essence, here's what happened. The the monies from the white, we call them the white hat family. It's called the dragon families from the China, from China and, and Philippine areas. They brought in the this gold back, a gold back type of currency. And they put it in the World Trade Center uh areas right in those in those buildings and they put it in there and it was supposed to be there so that we could go in to this you know a, a debt forgiveness into a gold back currency it was in the computer system but the cabal stole it all and that fueled that 20 years so what they did is it was a currency reset for themselves and it fueled America to go on a rise, but but it wasn't really a rise. What they did is they just went off and, and started a war. Mm. And so um, what you don't realize is that when you, um, every time, for instance, when, um, for instance, let me go back in time, um, in um, 1991 or 19, I think it was 89 or 91, I can't remember, um, when uh, in, when CNN was just a fledgling kind of thing, and you see, and uh, Wolf Blitzer was in the hotels, and they're they're you know the the missiles are flying over, and I remember I was in grad school, and so it was in '89, and um, and I I'm watching this, and I don't know if classes are going on or not. I don't remember what it was, but um, but you know. While we're all kind of going, whoa, it's a war, you know, and you're getting to see it for real, the cabal is 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 going, yeah, they were stealing the they were stealing Kuwait and Iraq blind. Mm -hmm. They were they were it's called the revaluation. They were stealing every dime they could from those two countries, specifically Iraq. 
So the the funds that they have now that is keeping the pro the system propped up basically go back to primarily 9-11. Right? Right, right. It, go, it goes back specifically to 9-11. So right. that's okay. what that's what goes back in that time frame. So so what happens is that they they and they've been doing this, by the way, for generations. They've been doing this from the 50s. You know, every time you see a little war like Korea, Vietnam, you know, Iraq, you know, uh, pick the area. Afghanistan is what they do. And Congo, I mean, all these wars are about stealing the resources of the area so that the cabal can get rich. Is it also the case, too, in Iraq uh, that they were they were going to basically be the uh the the spearheading nation of a gold-backed currency that they were going to sort of that they were planning on de-dollarization and that was the real motivation behind the war right that's that's all it was i mean that's all saddam hussein was trying to do he was trying to be just going we just want to do our own thing we just want to have i mean we don't understand saddam hussein we really don't understand i'm not saying it was perfect okay i'm not he was not not he was a god or anything he was i'm just saying he wasn't what we think he was. Okay. It's like Gaddafi. And Gaddafi. Oh my God. We don't understand him at all. And again, I'm not saying he's perfect, but we don't understand them. And, and yet the CIA is our, is our enemy in that way. And so, and that is the, that's the enemy arm of America. And yet it's all money driven. And when you understand that was our way of doing that. And so in essence, what, we, what we're saying here is how are we refunding, or not, in a, not refund, but we're refunding the world. It's not a redistribution like communism, okay? Because that's what, that's what Great Reset is. A, a Great Reset is like, you know, just basically giving you, you know, crumbles for everyone. That's, that's what they what, wanted. Yeah, that that's was what they would do. Okay, don't don't think that way. Okay, it's it's a funding and it's funding enough so that that we can raise each of the countries back up to a fund amount, and and it's it's because all of those funds have been stolen, and so we're we're see, that's why we're seeing that kind of thing. So again, when we when we talk about this. One of the keys that you guys have, have missed and you and you have not seen it, this is one of the best evidences of of the um of the Nasara piece is um why is it if if uh, um the car business and um home business and all the businesses that should be driving in taxation to the states that that's what that's how they make their money i mean that's how the states survive you mentioned the auto industry is the biggest <coughs> huge right. huge right and and you know i mean like like um you know when you have best buy and these these stores these big boxes are not making money i mean like uh black friday was just a gigantic failure for for even this year but last year was too but but when you have these kinds of, of things, sales tax takes a massive hit. And how come 
we haven't been in the toilet? And how come they haven't raised sales tax over the past two years of Biden being in office? They should have. They should have raised. In 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 Tulsa, we pay um, eight point five one three. That's it's just our our sales tax rate. I know it off the top of my head. So why isn't sales tax at ten percent? I mean seriously, they, it should be. I mean it should be up. You know, I mean several points. It's not. Every city should have raised their sales tax. Absolutely. Why is it, why is your income tax gone down every single year? It has gone down every single year, even including the time frame that that um, idiot, supposed idiot Biden's been around. It's because Nasara is 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 already been coming into play. I'm telling you. They are not being funding by that. They're not being funded by that. So what you're saying is that we're defunding the idiots, and they're they're rising in 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 their in their um their debt point. Again, you're you're coming to a debt point, and we talked about this last time a little bit. But um, <clears throat> the new numbers are um the just by. By being around, the Fed is sitting at $150 billion just by being around. Just by being in existence, they're at $150 billion in the hole, just by, by stuck sticking around. Whereas Russia, just by sticking around, being on the gold standard, is $75 billion up. Just by being in the gold standard, that's just what happens when you have an asset back to currency. Mm. I mean, it's what happens when you just go back on a currency that you have on on the books. And so it, it's and and yet you you go, well, why wouldn't any thinking person just go on a currency based upon something that you have in your backyard? In essence, I mean, do a currency based upon oil even um which you could um and and it's it's very simple to do but they don't want to have currency based upon something that that is an asset it's it's because they want to make up things left and right and that's how cabal likes to do things that's why bitcoin is is such <clears throat> is all cia it, it will go to zero by the way it's one of those zero kind of based things that will be a dead thing um but um, and it was it's a it's a, a vehicle of them. So point is is that what we're we're trying to share with you is that is that those are two points of saying that you know as we we're talking about the climax, we're still coming from a, from a point of there still is an edge that that it's almost it, it's the wheels are falling off, and it's like you know Timmy's little bike, and that thing is held on by like. You know, spit and tape. I mean, the sucker's not gonna go. Let me ask you this. I mean, at the end of the day, what we really waiting for is Timmy's bike really the the cabal's coffer running dry. Is that really what we're witnessing right now? All of their all the money that they stole through all of their wars and through nine eleven and everything that that that's what's been keeping this system propped up. But at the same time, we've got Nasara moving in in the background. 
that is and we know that they've tried to steal that money several times that was one of the ways that they the white house were using to kind of smoke out some of the some of the bad guys and the, and the roaches and the, that hide in the shadows as far as the money goes is that really what we're saying here that, yeah, that, but but in in essence, it's already been done. I, I will tell you, it's done. already it's already been done. The, that part has already been done. What it's it, it's already that has already been taken from them. So so what I'm trying to tell you is we've already taken that from them. So the, the they're they're the, what they're trying to do. I will tell you this. What the cabal is trying to do is trying to find a way to tap into the QFS. Mm -hmm. That's really what they're trying to do. They have tried over and over again to trying to find a way to tap into the QFS, to try to find a way to get in there and get the funds to use it for themselves. Mm. They can't. Um, they're not allowed to. Um, and so, and, and, and see what, what central computers run out of Cheyenne mountain, by the way, or underneath, I don't, I don't know where they are. I, I mean, I, I don't, I don't know where they are. All I know is that the, the QFS is a, the, the QFS is a, um, is, is going to be, you know, sovereign for each nation. Okay. So Mexico is going to have her own QFS. America is going to have her own. You know, Canada's going to have her own, you know, the, each one of them are going to, because you want every nation to have her own kind of thing. I mean, we don't need to be telling Canada what to do. I, I mean, Canada, for the first time in Canada's history, she needs to be her own kind of thing. You know, I mean, she's always been told what to do by Britain or or by, you know, America. She needs to, that's a very rich country in her own way. And she needs to just do her own thing. And and have her own border security in her own way, you know, and that kind of stuff is 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 available for us. And and frankly, that's the way to get border security is going. You know what? Uh, we'll let you in, but you know what? You're not going to come in here and bring your crap. Um, uh, and it's it's going to be border security both ways. Um, and so instead of like you know you going in like like. Like when when you go into Mexico, you get to go right like right through to Mexico. See, that's not going to be the case when we go past this Nasara Jasara stuff. They'll actually check you over if you try to go into Mexico. They'll be like, "What are you bringing in here?" Um, you, you'll be finding some different things. Like, what do you mean? I mean, I used to do that. I used to come across the border all the time. Well, not anymore. We're checking you over. Oh, because mm. uh, that you know they're they're going. Hey, we don't want that stuff over here. You're like, I'm an American. I don't care who you are. You're not bringing that crap over here. We're going to make sure that you're not bringing over drugs or you're not bringing over you know bad stuff. Um, and, and you you know because they want to be a sovereign country. They want to deal with their own stuff and have their own things and have their own capability to handle their own stuff. Mm. That makes so. sense. That makes a lot of sense. Well, let me ask you this, because we're kind of getting close to where we're going to have to wind things down a little bit. Um, I think a lot of people are wondering, and I get this question in different forms from my audience, what the 
because I think you've laid out all of the different pieces and and really amazing uh, detail in terms of understanding where we are financially, understanding where we are militarily. The question I wonder is what is this? What is the breaking point going to be? Because is it going to be more financial in nature in your view? Is it going to be a combination of all different things? And 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 ultimately, do the White Hats? We all believe that they're in the driver's seat and that they are in control primarily. But are they waiting for the deep state to make certain other moves before they trigger the EBS? Or is this just the type of thing where they're, um, you know, they, it could come at any moment? And, and it, do you think it's already been determined? I mean, what is your viewpoint on that? What And, and what's the breaking point? And really, what's driving? What's the main driver behind that? Is, the, is it the White Hats or is that is it that the, the deep state needs to make certain chess moves, so to speak, before they're finally ready to? To come out of the shadows. Well, I don't think the deep state. I don't. I don't think they're worried about the deep state in essence. Like, I mean, I don't think they're like worried about like the, the deep state moving that queen this area, you know, kind of thing. And in essence of like a chess move in that way. I, I don't. I mean, I think that I, phase of the war is primarily over. Yeah, I, I don't think it's like that in that way. I would say, you know, um, if there was a military move, you know, then that that would be maybe the case. Um, but I would say, I, I would say what, what they're really looking for, it, it, it is always a progression of events. I mean, are we economically there? I think we're definitely economically there. Um, are we politically there? Oh, I think we're definitely politically there. So I think we're there, we're there. Um, you know, I mean, are, are we awakened enough i think we're as awakened as we're going to actually be you know again you know looking back on on issues we're definitely were not awakened enough in 2020 you know i mean I, you know when i look backward we weren't awakened enough in in november of 2020 to be ready to go like five minutes after you know trump lost the election kind of thing that we weren't we weren't awakened enough uh, to understand what we were ready to do, what we had to do. So awakened isn't wasn't correct for that kind of thing. Even though the war was occurring in 2017, 2018, 2019, we weren't awakened enough to be ready for that. Um, uh, I think we were we had some of the financial edges for that kind of stuff. But what we hadn't done is we hadn't defunded them financially in 2020. And that's that's a funny thing for me. Um, we had we had the we had the finances, the the good finances, but we hadn't stolen or well, stolen is not the right word. We hadn't defunded out the cabal. You see, we had to get past twenty twenty because we had to basically bankrupt them. So every day we get into that level of hyperinflation, even though it's painful for us from that, it's just as painful. Actually, it's more painful for them because we're taking their money every day. And so we have we have uh, transported their money of of all of their properties and their things out of them and put them into the St. Germain Fund. So. That's that's some of the things there, too. So, um, you know, it, the the only real question is, is there a military thing? 
Um, I do find something fascinating, and this is something that's in my heart right now. Why was Trump in, in Reno? I, I don't know. I, I mean, Reno is a big, big area to this. Was Reno a, a, an area that he might have, they might have made some decisions? I don't know. When you get to the end of the year, it's a question mark. You know, are we close in that? Possible. Some people are saying we're we're that close. It's possible. Um, I I I I always say this, and that because it always is the case. You know, when you get to the end of the month, you have to pay the bills. Um, just like I mean, uh, you know, you always have to pay the bills at at the end of the month. I mean, like for instance. You know, my company, I, I'm looking at, you know, what are my bills? What are my, you know, payables? What are my write-offs to the company? What are my, you know, what are things that I've got, a, you know, collectibles? What are, you know, those kinds of things that I'm looking at? You know, what are my P&L, my, my balance sheets? What are those kinds of things that I'm looking at? Every company's looking at that. Uh, and now while the, normally the, um the uh, fiscal year is, I think it's uh, September 30th for uh, the the nation. <clears throat> uh, so that that's why we always we always kind of thought October one was an interesting date, um, and and it is. Um, the banks actually know something occurred. Uh, I will tell you, in the last few weeks, the banks. Uh, there was a, a meeting that happened in uh, the Senate. And since you and I talked about this, there was a very strange meeting. Um, and the senators, and, and this is more for the normies and for the economic normies, um, they were talking about Basel III compliance. And they were saying, you know, that Basel III compliance is not going to allow um, uh, for a lot of loans. And they were saying, are you guys all Basel III compliant? And these are all the cabal banks, all the, the top banks. And they're all going, yep, we're all Basel III compliant. I'm going, dude. And, and Basel III compliant is big because that's the key to being the next, the, the step to be ready for Nasara. Okay. And and so what they're saying is they're tightened up. They all know it now. And so what happens is that they're tipped over for their debts because they're and, and they're not getting ref, they're not getting funded for this. Okay. So what's happening is that, and they were saying that you can't give out loans anymore like you used to be able to give out. Uh-huh. And and so they were kind of talking about this, and they were saying it's a bad thing for the nation. I'm going, you guys don't understand. This thing's about ready to tip, and it's about ready to tip in a good way. And so, and they were talking about it, and they were talking, and I think this was in December sometime here. I don't remember exactly when, but I was going. Big news. Yeah, it, and most people weren't really catching it. 
but the senators were talking to the bankers and I'm going, that is key. That never occurred in that way. And those bankers are kind of talking to senators and that is a good thing. Um, that's a first time that's really ever occurred for them to say basal three compliance, basal yeah. three. Compliance. You said? Yep. A few weeks ago or a week or two ago, whatever that was, but basal three compliance is really important to get us to the next phase. And so banks are very quiet right now um, because they know something's about ready to occur. Well, that's and so how close, close. Well, that's close. really exciting. That's really exciting. Well, I, I think that's actually a really good place to kind of start to put an MCAT on it because I was going to ask you about, uh, you know, Nassara and Jasara, you know so much. And I was going to say, well, let's give folks an idea rather than because I've asked you in the past to kind of sift through some of the, you know, misinformation, we'll call it, um, having to do with uh, Nassara and Jasara and the QFS and so forth. But what do folks have to really look forward to? Why don't we end well, with that question? The the one thing that I always say, and, you know, I mean, um, the, the thing that you need to be looking forward to is that <laughs> when you go into a gold-backed currency, um, yet you're not going to be able to bring bring through the debts. Your debts are fiat-based. They don't forward into a gold-backed currency. Okay, you, you just when you flip over into a new a new currency, it just doesn't go through. Okay, and and it's because of of a of a changeover in currency. By the way, when things change, the old the old debts go away. That actually happens in every single change in currency points. That happens that happened for Cabal, but it also happens for us. So. When we're getting that, we're going to see that as well. Number one. Number two, we don't we don't have to deal with that as well from a constitutional standpoint, and and Trump is all about that. Okay, so we know that from a constitutional standpoint because they have violated the Constitution over and over and over again, and we're seeing a lot of people who are understanding their constitutional standard of who they are constitutionally. And so we're going to see a lot of that stuff um, happen. You're going to see, um, you're going to see your money instantaneous, instantaneously change one to one ratio. So if you had a thousand dollars in the bank, it's going to be instantaneously a thousand dollars gold back currency. So instead of being a worthless currency, it is going to be, instantaneously gold-backed. And like, this is the, the Nassara and Jasara coming yeah. in the background that you were talking and, about. And some instant, of these forgiveness stories, too. And so so not just... And, and I, I, did a, I did a whole video on, on debt forgiveness and because the QFS is sampling. It's been sampling in there and it's been sampling in there. It's just a random act, okay, by the, by the computer system. It's sampling in there and it's been boop, you know, samples in there and sample someone out there. And then it's just a random thing. It's a computer random sampling. Um, and it, and it samples in there and it's, and it's, I've had, I've had, um, automatic kind of things that people showing me their whole credit report or part of a credit report and it just wipes out debt. Uh, and 
I think everyone out there is 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 saying, "Hey, please, can I can I volunteer?" For that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, yeah. People are like, oh, me. Um, but but it, it'll it, it it when you see it, it will just wipe your debt out. Um, because what will happen? It will just go boom, and and you'll just go, "Whoa, what just happened?" Um, you'll be watching that, and it'll it, it might take a day or two or whatever. You'll be seeing it while every all the normies are like, "Hillary Clinton's dead." You know, don't look at that. Look over at your credit report. You're looking over, looking over at the bank. You know, all this other fun stuff. And but your your money. Guess what? Inflation will go to zero. So what will happen over the next few months and six months is that prices will steadily drop like real quickly. And so and then you'll start noticing like the IRS is dead. And so like for me, I, I'm a business owner and so I have a payroll company. And so that one of my big questions is what am I going to do with that payroll company? Like, no, I mean, I use the payroll company to, to direct deposit people. And it also takes out money for like, you know, to, uh, uh, you know, to uh, their IRAs. So that's a good thing. Um, but, but like, you know, when does that get changed over? You know, I, I don't know. I, I, I got to figure that stuff out, you know, and, and it's got to come from, you know, the government or from hopefully Trump will kind of say, this is the date or, you know, that kind of thing will happen. So you'll you'll see that kind of stuff happening. Um, my dream, this is my dream, is that, you know, the last couple of years or so, you might get your your taxes back. Um, people say, oh, we're going to get all of the years back in taxes. No, you're not. Maybe the last couple of years, I, I hope. Um, I, don't, I don't know. Um, people are still paying their taxes now. I mean, it, 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 I, I am. next to the IRS, I mean, where's that money going? Is is that money it's, going? I, I don't I don't know. I, I, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I'm just telling you right now, just don't get behind. I, why do you want why do you want to get in that way? I. I, don't don't fight it right now. You want to be you want to fight. Go ahead and fight. You want want to fight. Don't I, listen. Just pay pay your bills. I mean, d you know, you want to be a fighter. Go ahead and fight in that way. But you know, the reality is, you know, I don't know where it's going in that way. I believe that you know when we get to that that place, you'll you'll see it. Uh, you'll see you'll see it coming back. Just don't worry about it. Okay. Um, but, you know, it's very simple for them to, you know, you ref you'll file your taxes and go, whoop, there you go. Comes right back out to you. Uh, so there's very simple ways for that stuff to kind of come right back out to you. Um, is, is income tax going away? Yeah, simply, simply gets, gets washed away. So the IRS, all of it. Washed out because IRS is only a feature of the Fed. It's a direct feature of the Fed. It's part of the 16th Amendment that was only supposed, and it started in 1913. It was only supposed to be there for a temporary time frame. And it is unconstitutional. It's, it's so unconstitutional, it's not even funny. Um, and so, and it's part, it's part and partial to the conversation of Nasara that we talk about. So you're going to see a lot of these little changes that are going to be like, Wow. And and you're going to see increases of a, of a lot of little things. You know, again, there's going to be so many little little tiny things 
that that will you'll see this increases and, and it's going to be like a little weights off of your shoulder um and and as you see that kind of stuff you'll say i can breathe again mm -hmm. so yeah i think it's going to be a barrage of you know unbelievable unbelievable times of of like you said i mean people the normies going hillary clinton's dead and all you know all this stuff but at yeah. the same time i mean with all of this relative i guess it's going to be very traumatic for people who have no idea what's going on but so but there's going to be that but i think it's going to be and i've always believed it's going to be tempered by so much good news i think when when trump talked about winning you're going to be winning so much remember uh you're going to get you're going to get sick of winning you know that those comments that he made which everyone interpreted as a part of his time in office you know prior to this big turnover that that we know is coming i think that's what he was really what he was really referring to personally but it's been a great conversation, Dr. Scott, as usual. Any final thoughts you want to leave the audience with and maybe let folks know where to find you? And I know you have, you're very active on Telegram and so forth. So lay it out for us. Yeah. So it's drscottyoung.com. You can kind of go in and download. If you go to drscottyoung.com, you can download a 14-page document that kind of lets you uh, kind of know a little bit about Nasara. I talk a lot about the history of that. You can go on to my uh, YouTube channel, and you can find it right on the drscottyoung.com. Go on to the YouTube channel, and we talk about one of my best kind of three-part series is, is Nasara Explained. And so it goes through the history of, of Nasara so you kind of understand it because you got to really understand that stuff. So. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you, everybody out there for listening. I know I'm going to have you back on again soon. Hopefully, I keep hoping the next time, you know, it'll be a very, uh, a very different conversation in terms of, you know, in terms of what are we waiting for versus, oh, my God, we're finally here. I actually I've been I've been thinking about what that's going to feel like when this finally does happen for people like us, you know, who are out there. And, and I mean, for everyone, really, but how that's going to just completely change the nature of our conversations. And I look forward to that, too, quite frankly. But always a pleasure to have you on. I mean, you're just a wealth of knowledge, incredible incredible information tonight. So thank you. And thank you, everybody out there for listening. I'll be back soon with another report. And until then, God bless and Godspeed. Patriot out.